Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Atlanta Startup Podcast. I'm William Leonard, your host and investor at Valor Ventures, a leading seed stage venture capital firm here in Atlanta, Georgia. And today I'm really excited to have CEO of Back Mobile, Jennifer Sparks. Jennifer, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, William. So glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, we'd love to dive right in here and have you educate our listeners on what VAC Mobile Corporation is doing. What, what is the genesis behind the company? Well, VAC Mobile is all about helping patients keep track of their vaccination records and any other kind of COVID-19 test result. We actually started the company before the pandemic, and I can talk a little more about that, but, but really we had to pivot quickly during the pandemic to make sure we were meeting this very critical need because, as you may or may not know, most people have been accessing their, their vaccination records on paper and in person. Uh, with a provider. And during the pandemic, obviously, digital and end digital experiences were preferred. Yeah, totally. And and so, Jennifer, I, I you mentioned something there. You started the business prior to the pandemic. Can you educate our listeners on, you know, some of the newer things that you were doing before COVID really inserted itself and, and really flipped the world upside down and and kind of how you are maintaining and continuing to innovate during the pandemic and after the pandemic as well. Absolutely. The genesis of the company came from the experience of moving from New Mexico to Georgia and learning that my children's shot records from New Mexico were not valid here in Georgia for registering them for school. And at that point, I started thinking about how inconvenient this was and and actually the thought process to how we could streamline uh, people's ability to obtain, store, and transmit their vaccination records from their smartphone started. As you may or may not know, the typically any shot that you get has to be recorded to an immunization registry within 24 hours. Uh, but the problem is that if you've lived in multiple different states, the registries don't talk to one another. So you've got to go back to the location where you received that immunization to get that record if you don't have it in your possession, um, which many people lose track of these things. So getting a complete immunization record for yourself or your your children uh, or maybe even uh, a parent that might be living with you um, can be tricky if you've lived in multiple different jurisdictions. So that was where the idea was born for VAC Mobile. But again, as I said, during the pandemic, when we saw the obvious need for folks to be able to provide um, a proof of a COVID, initially a COVID-19 test result, but we knew where the hockey, hockey puck was going which was ultimately being able to provide proof of a COVID-19 vaccination. And that's where we've been focusing in the, in the last six months. Awesome. Awesome. And so you mentioned a, a relocation from New Mexico to the Metro Atlanta area. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and, and how you really got the bug to become a founder? When we moved here, um, I had the good fortune to work in a healthcare IT firm And my eyes were really opened up to the power of stock developers at that point. And so my unpleasant experience with trying to track down vaccination records coincided with my revelation about what what was possible in the world of IT. 
sadly, um, I lost uh, both of my parents uh, in the space of about eight months. And I, I guess there's really nothing like um, losing one's parent to have you come face to face with your own mortality and realize uh, how important doing something that matters, uh, making a difference in this world, um, leaving some kind of a legacy is. And so that was really where um, that nagging idea that had been in my head uh, in 2017, um, in 2019, started to really, I started to hear those those murmurings in my in my head louder. And then by 2020, uh, the beginning of 2020 was when um, you know we began the whole process of uh, incorporation and um, all the things that a founder does. And then, like I said, by by March of of 2020, we all know what happened then with the pandemic. Yeah, totally. And so as you were thinking about the initial problem that you faced when trying to to locate your children's vaccine records, were there there were no solutions on the market currently, correct? Well, actually, the maddening part was I had my children's vaccine records. They just weren't valid here in Georgia. So there there really wasn't a solution. Um, I had to, you know, the only solution was to get those, you know, to work with the Georgia Department of Public Health office and, and wait for them to be integrated into the, the system. If I had, it, we, the, the maddening part was that we had just gone to the doctors, the pediatricians in New Mexico right before we moved, because of course I wanted them all nice and up to date on all their records because I thought that's what I needed. <laughs> to go and register them for school to have their nice up-to-date vaccination records. Being able to go to a, a doctor here in Georgia wasn't an option because I had, within, unless I wanted to pay uh, um, very large sums of money uh, for my three kids because we had insurance, right? We had just used the, the preventative care appointment for all three kiddos to get them their shots back in New Mexico. So insurance wasn't going to pay for me to get them all another round of annual checkups. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. So I'm trying to give you real world information that, that no, there really wasn't another solution. And and if you talk to, for example, like military spouses, they'll tell you it's a nightmare because the military takes you know, tracks of the actual person in, in the military. And by the way, theirs is all paper too. But the spouses, the spouses have to, they're the ones who have to go and keep trying to track of all the different uh, states they may have lived in. And, and people obviously in the military often get moved around quite a bit. Uh, right. So this is not a, you know unique to just a handful of, of, of people. Pew Center for the State uh, indicates that Americans on average move every five years. There's a lot of movement in this country. And interestingly enough, in the first nine days of the pandemic, fully 20% of the American population moved to, for, to try to be either safer or because they lost their employment or for whatever reason. But really, literally one in five Americans moved within the first 90 days of the pandemic. Right. And so you've been building the, the company now for just over a year. So kind of talk to us about how robust and, and some of the use cases pertaining to COVID outside of COVID that the VAC mobile solution can really help simplify and make a, a process more efficient for a prospective customer. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. So obviously, uh, the first use case that we dealt with where we did um, uh, an initial beta test was with Arizona State University and their luminosity lab. And so higher ed is one use case that is, uh, is very, very right for VAC Mobile. Because what VAC Mobile has evolved to now is really being able to use our app to create safe bubbles. So basically, if everybody within the ecosystem is using the app, which in the app simply tells you that... Um, that somebody is up to date on their COVID-19 test, meaning they have a, a valid negative COVID-19 test result. And when I say valid, I mean valid in terms of the rules that that particular ecosystem has in place as far as how often they want people to be tested and to allow them to be in a congregant setting um, and or has been vaccinated for COVID-19. So 
Um, so that's how you create the safe bubble. If everybody does that, then you know every single time you're in a room, nothing's perfect, but it's it's much better than not knowing anything, right? Having no data. So higher ed was was the first use case that we we piloted, but. Safe return to work is where we really think um, is going to be very, very important. We're also uh, putting uh, a considerable emphasis on on travel and hospitality because obviously um, there's a lot of focus uh, right now on getting that industry back up and running to pre-pandemic volumes. Interestingly enough, our energy is less on um, sort of uh, leisure travel than on on the returning the business and the group traveler, which is where obviously um, it's a little bit different because when a business does this for its employees or asks an employee, for example, to go and attend a conference or whatever, it's a different level of liability, right? So they have a different they have a different threshold. And so that's uh, the piece that we're working on very aggressively right now, returning uh, confidence to restoring confidence for business and group travel. Because obviously on leisure, you know, you, you decide to take the risk, you do that with yourself or your family, that's your business, kind of a different story, corporate and group travel. Right. And, and so you tested out first across higher ed. Can you provide some maybe success stories of how VAC Mobile Solutions really was implemented um, and, and made a difference for your uh, customer? Well, um, again, we worked, We just worked with Luminosity Lab um, at Arizona State University, and what they what they did was they had a number of students working with us on this on the project, and they looked at how important it, this technology was to restore all of the the various components of higher education that actually are the drivers for why people attend university. Meaning, you know, what percentage of your students are just simply not going to be interested in continuing their education if they have to keep doing this from their parents' basement. So things like sport, things like pre things like being able to do internship or potential future employment, right? What are the real drivers? Why do people actually pursue uh, all the time in the expense of getting a, a higher education? And and those were the things that the students were looking at and looking at how important it was going to be to be able to restore on-campus and in-person instruction for those reasons. And there was just a resounding final report that they gave, which included, by the way, economic impact. That was another piece that they looked at in terms of a two-mile radius of campuses, all the businesses that are impacted by uh, students and, and how devastating it had been to not have that economic impact. Not So I thought that was a very interesting piece that was studied by uh, uh, one of the master's students uh, in economics there at Arizona State University in the Luminosity Lab spent quite a bit of time putting together a report on the economic impact. And it was staggering how much economic impact the loss of in-campus, on-campus instruction has meant for college towns, countless college towns all across the country. Yeah. And when you think about the your two kind of go-to-market strategies, you had higher education and then corporate travel, which are really some of the, the primary drivers of the economic engine. So it's great that you were able to test and, and more so validate the, the back mobile solution there. And so, you know, as you continue to build the company and think about this year, uh, 2021, what does success look like for back mobile and, and how do you practically achieve that? Well, um, success looks like some really extraordinary channel partnerships, and I, I we're in the middle of papering a deal right now, so I can't say the name of the company. <laughs> But we're really excited to be working with uh, a company that um, has dedicated uh, over a decade to workplace safety. And uh, we think that that is the name of the game as we move forward. And for us being able, they have several existing large corporate clients out there. Um, so being able to uh, start pushing out our solution uh, very in, in terms of very large enterprises that um have very well-known brands is something that we're we're very excited about with regards to this uh, this partnership that's um, 
that's being papered as we speak. So that, so for us, success looks like really having quite a few users of the solution. But I'm also happy to tell you that um, we will have, you'll be able to go to the App Store or Google Play um, as early as June and uh, download our patient uh, vaccination record logging app. And that's going to be um, the first step, right? Because you're going to be able to use that to um, to keep your vaccination records safe and secure. And you'll find, uh, as I said, through many public announcements, more and more places will accept that credential to, so that you will not have to, we, back mobile will, will uh, validate that credential and will, will provide that uh, verification for lots of different entities. And that to us is going to be the most important thing is that people start using the app to keep their vaccination credentials safe and secure. What we think is really important, and the CDC has been saying this, but we are continually seeing people not heeding their advice, is that we want to you know, have people stop doing things like taking photos of their vaccine card and posting it on social media. Or or we want people to, if, if for example, a private school or a public school or anywhere asks you to email um, PDF of your card, we think that that is just a terrifically bad idea. Does that make sense what I'm telling you as far as success is, is helping people have a secure way to manage their vaccination credentials? Yeah, certainly. I can agree with the, the the need for a secure, safe way to really show that you've been vaccinated. I see it all the time on social media. People are posting their vaccination cards and it has their birth date. It has all types of sensitive information on it, which is just a recipe for disaster. So the fact that you all are creating a safe, more efficient, expedited way to to compact and, and really transmit this data is great. And so I really want to pivot here a tad bit. This is not your first entrepreneurial journey. You've you've been a consultant in the past of your own business, but that was in a, in a different part of the, the country. And so my question to you is, you know, what is the difference in, in building a startup here in the metro Atlanta area? Why did you choose to build VAC Mobile here? And, and what are some of the, the network effects that you're seeing across the, the metro Atlanta, Atlanta ecosystem? Well, Atlanta is a very exciting place. Atlanta uh, obviously is the public health capital of the world. And having the CDC headquartered here, obviously we hired a VP of public health. uh, and, And we did that to really put our money where our mouth was, meaning we are very committed uh, for the long term to making sure that everything that we do is, is if you will, um, blessed by leading health, uh, public health uh, experts. We have been extraordinarily grateful for the guidance we've received from folks at the Emory Vaccine Center and the immediate past president of Emory University. President Emerita Claire Stur has guided all of our public health conversations and uh, we're very grateful to her for her leadership. She chairs our board. Um, we're also grateful to the president and CEO of the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau, William Pate, who also serves on our board. And he has been instrumental. And I did not know this until he joined our board, but that um, the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau is actually the third largest um, such uh, site for conventions worldwide. So they, they, we are having international business meetings here all year long, obviously outside of a pandemic. But that's something that he has a very strong vested interest in seeing those pre-pandemic volumes return. And that's why he was so excited to uh, get involved with FactMobile because um, he's a believer, uh, as, you know, as we all are, that we need to leverage data We need to leverage technology, we need to be smart, and we need to create these safe spaces for us to be able to to get back to uh, working and um, 
interacting with with our, our colleagues the way that we did before the pandemic. Yeah, that, that is great. And I really think it speaks to the, the the true benefits and the value adds of being in a city like Atlanta. You've got, like you said, the CDC is headquartered here. You have a great tech infrastructure already in the city. And then you have robust healthcare networks um, like Grady, Wellstar, Piedmont Health here that can really serve as partners in, and, and what you're trying to build. And so, you know, pivoting here a tad bit more, entrepreneurship is difficult. Right. But you really started your business right before the world changed. And so, you know, what are some of the lessons that you learned in, in building a business through the, the onset of a pandemic? The main the main thing that I um, have learned is that it's so, so important to do extensive customer discovery conversations, talk to everybody and anybody that will um, give you the time of day because you learn so much all the time from uh, your customers. And understanding what someone will pay you to solve their problem is really, really important. That product market fit is, is crucial. I think that when you're working during a pandemic, it can be viewed obviously as, as a disadvantage, but I encourage entrepreneurs to look on the bright side. I feel we've had access and been able to have meetings with very high level decision makers that I think there might've been more extensive um, gatekeepers during outside of the pandemic, but because everybody's using Zoom now and people are uh, used to that format, I think there's been um a greater willingness to explore ideas and have have meetings. If you have a good idea, people are willing to listen to you. So I encourage entrepreneurs to not be afraid to, to ask for meetings because my experience has been through the pandemic that uh, if you are have the courage to ask for a 30-minute slot, a lot of times you'll get it. Yeah, I agree with that. Having a sense of boldness as a founder is something that can really yield success in the pandemic, outside of the pandemic, pre-pandemic. Boldness is a, is a character trait that can certainly open so many doors for an individual. Um, and, and, you know, Jennifer, you are a leader of a team that is really growing right now. You know, can you provide some of the listeners who are maybe also building early stage startups um, some advice around company building, team building, um, advice for finding the right people to help join you um, and really join the mission of building an early stage company? That's a great question, William. And, you know, I think it's, I mean, it's sort of cliched, but everybody who joins your organization really needs to believe in what you're trying to achieve. And if everybody truly believes in what you're trying to achieve and, 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 and thinks that it is a significant problem that needs to be solved, you're going to be in good shape. I think a lot of times there's camaraderie or, or what have you um, that can, can develop among uh, founders and some of the early stage um, employees. But that will, <laughs> like like a marriage, right? <laughs> you have to get beyond the just that you like each other, right? You have to, you have to actually truly be very, very committed to seeing that end result, seeing that that vision come to fruition, uh, and it's got to drive everybody in the organization, not just the the founder or the co-founders. Uh, everybody in the organization really has to wake up every day wanting to see the mission achieved. And and in this case with Vac Mobile, you know everybody recognizes that we are going to need to have access to not just our COVID-19 vaccination records, all our vaccination records as we move into the future, that uh, reliance on, on paper is a, is a very archaic uh, method. We live in a digital world. 
Um, contact solutions are all the rage, and you need only pick up uh, the Atlanta Business Chronicle to see every day there's some new company that's uh, looking at a, an end-to-end digital experience that they're offering their customers. So I can't think of anything more important, really, um, than being able to protect your family from um, highly contagious diseases, which is what vaccinations are all about. Right. No, I think that's excellent advice. And and building a team is not easy. I mean, you probably have to go through so many interviews and it's really all about the fit um, and the culture that you set as a leader at the firm. And you brought on some great people from great organizations. So it's clear the culture at at BackMobile is one that is attributed to success and growth. Um, So kudos to you and the team, Jennifer. And, you know, lastly, like I said, you're a leader, you're building an early stage startup, your your day is filled with meetings. What is What are some of the tips or tricks that are helping you um, as an early stage founder stay successful and stay on, on top of your game? Well, I th- I, it's funny. Um, there's a gentleman named Jim Quick who who does quite a few courses and things. I have I must confess I have not taken his course, but I have watched a few of his YouTube videos, and I think he has a lot of really valuable advice with regards to the things, just the habit that are important for keeping your mind operating at the best possible level of efficiency. Because you hit the nail on the head when you said you're busy, your days are packed, you have endless zooms, calls, meetings, decisions. You have to make lots of decisions in rapid succession, and you have to turn around uh, responses, proposals different decks, whatever, you're, you're constantly in this type of, of an environment. But I think it's critical. Um, I get, I, I, I'm really religious about exercising. Um, I think you got to manage stress. So, you, you know, exercising is really important. Trying to get proper sleep and rest, especially during the pandemic. You know, I, I, I know um, I'm not alone, but I have teenagers who are keeping very weird sleeping hours. That, that's important, keeping track of the fundamental and, and eating right, trying to avoid um I try to avoid a lot of fast food. So that means in my case, using a crock pot or something. So, cause you know, you'll, you'll go and you'll go and you'll go and you'll go. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Indeed. So I, I do think just trying to take good care of yourself is critical yeah. um, because yeah. it is stressful. And, um, and so that's the other advice I would just give to founders is if you feel like, wow, I didn't realize this was going to take over my life, you know, you're not alone. It happens yeah. for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. You know, as investors, we're, like you said, very busy as well. We're on back-to-back calls and it's just the easy thing to go grab something, uh, a frozen dinner or some, some lunch or something like that. But really taking care of your body, your mind, your soul. Um, can really attribute to higher levels of productivity. So that's great advice there, Jennifer. And you know, it's been a really good, insightful uh, conversation for our listeners. I think they'll find some true value out of, one, your advice to other founders building companies, building teams, and building products that are really changing how we think about healthcare. And so, Jennifer, it's this has been a, a, just excellent. Um, I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you. Awesome. Take care, Jennifer. We'll be in touch, okay? I appreciate the opportunity to be part of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Atlanta Startup Podcast. You know, we're not just a podcast. We're a community, and we'd love to see you at one of our digital or physical events. Go to valor.vc and sign up for an event that makes sense for you. We have events for founders and the investors who back them. Another event you might enjoy is Startup Runway. The Startup Runway Foundation is a valor organization 
that provides $10,000 grants to founders who are women or people of color building next generation software products. Applications are free and we'd love to hear from you at startuprunway.org. That's startuprunway.org. And as always, thank you so much to the organizations that make this podcast possible. Not only Valor Ventures, but also Right to Market, a tech marketing and PR agency in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Startup Runway Foundation, and Atlanta Tech Park, Valor's headquarters, and also headquarters for over 100 local entrepreneurs building global businesses. See you next week. Please bookmark the podcast and join us.